Well, we're going to talk this morning once again on I will say of the Lord. It's vital that you and I feed regularly on two important subjects. One is healing and the other one is provision. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In 3 John 2, he said, Beloved, I wish or I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So our soul prospers as our mind is renewed and our mind is renewed by hearing what God's word says concerning these very, very important subjects in the word, healing and provision. We see the manifestation of healing and provision in the children of Israel from the 105th Psalm in verse 37 says, He brought them forth with silver and gold. Praise God. God's not opposed to his children. Amen. Having silver and gold. It's not just for the devil and his crowd. I believe that it's for God and his bunch. That's you and that's me. He brought them forth with silver and gold. But then it goes on to say, and there was not one feeble among their tribes. Grandpa was in that tribe. Great grandma was in that tribe. And he brought them forth with silver and gold, and they weren't feeble. Praise God. They went out of Egypt in style. They went out of Egypt with their pockets full and their bodies whole. And it's the same today. You and I have a better covenant that is established on better promises. So let's look at Exodus chapter 15 this morning. He said in verse 26, And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put, or I will permit none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptian. And notice this, For I am the Lord that healeth thee. That phrase there, I am the Lord that healeth thee, he's saying, I am Jehovah Rapha, the self-existent one, who cures, who mends, and fixes you. Glory to God. And you know what? He still am Jehovah Rapha. He's not the great I was. He is the great I am. The Amplified says, I'm the Lord who heals you. Another translation says, I am the Lord your God, and I cure you of your diseases. So we should not question this. We should receive this, that he is, praise God, and forever will be Jehovah Rapha. And so in context of what we're saying today, I will say of the Lord, you are my healer. I will say of the Lord, you are my great physician. I will say of the Lord, you are my quickener. You are my strengthener. You are the one that causes every fiber and every part of my body to function completely and totally in the, uh, in the way that you created it to function. Say it with me, I will say of the Lord, you are my healer. Amen. And you know, the good news is this. There are no terminal cases with the great physician. Now, let's look over at Psalms 103 and let's feed on this for a while this morning. In verse 1, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. 
In other words, everything that's on the inside of us, with all of our heart, we are to be blessing the Lord. Now notice, bless the Lord in verse 2, and forget not all his benefits. That's plural. That means that God has blessed you and I with multiple benefits. The word benefits there in the Hebrew literally means acts of goodness. And then in verse 3, he gives us the top two benefits. Number one, verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Notice he didn't say a third of them or half of them, but he has forgiven you and I of all of our iniquities. Amen. And then he heals us of all thy diseases. So benefit number one forgives all. Did you know that all means all in the Hebrew? All means all in the Greek. You know, certainly missing hell is awesome and it's wonderful. Nobody ever need go there. If they'll just call on the name of the Lord, they'll be forgiven and they'll be saved. But did you know that there's more to just being forgiven of sins? That's the number one thing. That's the most important thing. But he goes on to say, I not only forgive you of all of your iniquities, I not only remove your sin as far as the east and from the west, I not only, I not only forget your iniquities, but I also am your healer and I heal all thy diseases. So we need to then believe this and be fully persuaded of this. This is the same verse, the same God who forgives your iniquities, who heals your diseases. Those who are quick, those who are bright, those that are smart like you and like me will believe that and receive that. The question I have for you, is he still the Lord who forgives? Is he still the Lord, our healer? Well, thank God he is. The Amplified Version of verse 3 says, Who forgives every one of your iniquities, he heals every one of all your diseases. That word heals there means to mend, to cure, and to thoroughly make whole. Thank God. Diseases there in the Hebrews means sickness, malady, any disorder or disease especially one that is chronic or deep-seated. Folks, he heals everything just like he forgives everything. Amen? So we must believe that and receive that and start declaring and start saying of the Lord, You are my healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord who mends me. You are the Lord who fixes me. You are the Lord who makes me whole and keeps me whole. I encourage you to, on a daily basis, say of the Lord what he has said of you. And then in verse 4, it says, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. That word redeemeth means... He is continually, uh, his redeeming power is continually working on our behalf. He redeems our life from destruction. That means he protects us. That means he preserves us. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now in the Amplified, he says, who redeems your life from the pit and corruption, 
who beautifies and dignifies and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. That word crown there in the Hebrew literally means he surrounds us, surrounds us, he encloses us, and he encompasses us. Amen. And then in verse 5, it says, Who satisfies thy mouth with bad things. No, it doesn't say bad things. He doesn't have bad things to give his children. He's only got good things. Amen. He satisfies thy mouth with good things. Now notice this. So that thy very youth is renewed just like the eagles. The word satisfy there means he fills us to satisfaction. He makes sure that we have plenty of. He gives us fullness and we are satiated because of his goodness. The Amplified says this, who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire and at your personal age and situation, no matter what age you are, with good things, so that your youth renewed is like the eagles, strong, overcoming, and soaring. Amen. Let's go ahead and say this together. I say of the Lord that you satisfy my mouth with good things and you are renewing my youth just like the eagles. I'm strong. I'm overcoming. I'm soaring in Jesus' name. So let us not ever forget that benefit. He renews our youth like the eagles. You know, you get to be 60 years old or 70 years old or even 80 years old. And if you'll believe that and act on that and say that and believe that, you'll find yourself catching a new gear at those ages. Praise God. Catching a new gear. And many people will look at you and say, my goodness, what has happened to you? What kind of treatments are you taking? Give me the phone number. I want to go get those treatments you're taking. You just tell them, I'm taking the full 103. Glory to God. What do you mean by that? I'm taking the full Psalms 103. Praise God. I will say of the Lord, you are my healer. So we understand then that faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith must always rest on the will of God or the word of God alone. So I want to give you some medicine this morning. First of all, I want to look at Isaiah 53 from the Young's Literal Translation, where it says, Surely, that's positive right there, isn't it? Surely our sickness he has borne, and our pains he has carried them, and we have esteemed him plagued, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now notice verse 5. And he is pierced for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is on him, and by his bruise there is healing to us. And by his stripes we are healed. Amen. Now notice in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. It says, That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself, what did he do? He took our infirmities, he bare our sicknesses. He took them, he bare them. Isaiah 53 says, he carried them. Well, what else then does he need to do? What more does he need to do? <clears throat> In 1 Peter 2.24 
it says this, who his own self bear our sins in his own body. There's that forgiving all thy iniquities, the double cure on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. Now let's say it together. By whose stripes ye were healed. Folks, this is not a promise to heal us. He took, he bore, he carried them. In other words, this is not something that he's going to do. This is not a statement of a process. This is a past tense accomplishment with present tense results. It's already bought. It's already paid for, ready to be received by you and ready to be received by me. Glory to God. So what do you say then? Let us walk by faith and not by sight. This is one of the tricks that the enemy puts into our lives. Can't you see that you're sick? Feel your body. Look at the doctor's report. Can't you see? Don't you know? Are you stupid? No, we're not stupid. We've got the mind of Christ. We're smart enough to go to the Word. And here's what the Word says. I don't know whether you can read or not, Mr. Devil, but notice what it says in His Word. He has said, He took our infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. And by His stripes, I was healed. Amen? So it's vital then that we learn to walk by faith. We are just as healed as we are forgiven. It is the double cure. Since he did that, and since we receive these truths that we're talking about today by faith, there is no better picture that I can see of how faith works than the one who is called the father of faith, and that is Abraham. So we want to look at Abraham for just a little while today and notice two very important truths as we continue on. I will say of the Lord, you are my healer. Now notice with me in Romans, the fourth chapter in verse 16. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure not just to Abraham, but the promise might be sure to all the seed. You and I are of the seed of Abraham. If ye be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now notice the rest of the verse. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that which is also of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now, I like specifically what the Passion Translation says about that verse. It says, the promise depends on faith so that it can be experienced as a grace gift. And now it extends to all the descendants of Abraham. That God is no respecter of persons. It belongs to all of us. And then he goes on to say, this promise is not only meant for those who obey the law, but also those who enter into the faith of Abraham, the father of us all. Glory to God. I want you to see that. He's no respecter. This is on the basis of faith, and this is on the basis of grace. Now notice in verse 17 of Romans 4. 
as it is written. You know, it's a good thing to know what is written. As it is written, I have, this is the Father speaking to and about Abraham, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him, whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. Now let's read the last phrase of verse 17 together. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. One more time. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. Oh, I like that. Did you know this? Whatever needs to be quickened, he can quicken. (laughs) It had to happen in their bodies. Because by the time Isaac was born, Abraham was 99 years old. I think Sarah was way up there in age. Listen, folks, Sarah couldn't even conceive in her 20s, much less in her 90s. Something supernatural had to happen in their bodies. Something took place in their bodies that literally changed them and enabled them, glory to God, to come together and have a son. And you know the son's name was Isaac. And you need to know this, that the word Isaac, the name Isaac means laughter. Don't you know there was great rejoicing when Isaac was born? Don't you know that it perplexed the people down at the clinic? Oh, what are you coming in for today? Is your gallbladder bothering you? No, I'm pregnant. What? You're pregnant? And just think about after Isaac was born, you know, they're down in the park going to the swing set. And people say, oh, that's just a beautiful, beautiful looking little baby boy. Is he your great, 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 great grandson? And they said, no, he's not our great, great grandson. That's our son. They're going, what in the world? Well, that's right. It's not in the world. It's in the word. It came from the word of God. It came from the same one who said, let there be light. (coughs) Amen. So whatever needs to be quickened in your body can be quickened even today. Amen. Now notice in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope. Say that with me. Who against hope believed in hope. In other words, Abraham had no natural reason for hope. So he bypassed the natural realm and tapped into the supernatural realm and he became acquainted with another hope. A hope that was beyond the natural, a hope that was in the supernatural. And that hope is based on an expectation of good by what something has been said to you. Amen? (coughs) Against hope, believed in hope. Then he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Hmm. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. When he was about a hundred, wow, think about that. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he stayed strong in faith and he gave glory to God. 
And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, notice in verse 23. Now, it was not written for his sake alone. This is written for instruction for you and I to be encouraged. That it was imputed to him. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen? So, I just want to take a few moments now and go back to Genesis chapter 17. And let's just take a closer look at how this came to pass. Genesis 17 verse 1, And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, or I am El Shaddai, Walk before me, and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. That's a great verse to notice, that God is the God of increase. And Abram fell on his face and talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and thou shalt become a father of many nations. We've seen that in Romans 4. Now notice this. He changed his name because he needed to change his thinking. He needed to change the way that he was seeing himself. He needed to, he needed to call himself something beyond Abram. He said, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. Abraham means a father of many nations. Have I made thee? It's amazing to me that God called him that way before he was. He called the thing that wasn't as though it was. Verse 6. And I'm going to make you exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee. That's you, that's me. And kings shall come out of thee. Out of thee. That's you and me. And I will establish, in verse 7... I will establish my covenant between me and you and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant, whoo, glory, to be a God unto you and to thy seed after thee. And he wasn't done yet. He changed Abram to Abraham. And then in verse 15, he says, And God said to Abraham, By the way, as for Sarai thy wife, Thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. That's like a mother of a multitude. So we see here that he changed their names. Verse 16. And I will bless thee, and I'm going to give you a son also of her. Yeah, I will bless her, and she shall be the mother of nations, kings of people, shall be of her. Wow. And if you read the context in Genesis 17, we won't take the time, but Abraham said, okay, yeah, right. Uh, okay, we got Ishmael. That'll be good. God said, no, 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 no. Not Ishmael. You're going to have another son and you will call his name Isaac. Wow. And so we see that there are two important things that he did, that Abraham did, that allowed God's power to bring a miracle. These are life-changing principles that I'm about to share with you. 
And if you will get hold of this, the same miracle working power, the same quickening power, the same breakthroughs that you need in your life, you will be well positioned for if you will take heed to what's being said and be a doer of it. Two vital things. Number one, Abraham called himself what God called him. Abraham called himself what God called him. In other words, he didn't argue with God, he agreed with God. He didn't reject what God said, he accepted what God said. Amen? He accepted his new name. Very possibly, he told his staff, don't call me Abram anymore. Call me Abraham, the father of many nations. Went into the tent, told Sarah, don't call me Abram anymore, call me Abraham. And then, you know, when supper was ready and it was time for Abraham to come back in, she'd open up the tent and say, Abraham, father of many nations, dinner is ready. Glory to God. And so there's this mindset change. There's this, something's happening in his thinking. Something's happening in the way he's seeing himself. It's coming by calling himself what God had called him. It came by moving from what he was to what God said he could be and that he was. Glory to God. Amen. So friends, listen to this very carefully. If God calls you healed, don't call yourself sick. If God calls you rich, don't call yourself poor. If God calls you full of joy, don't call yourself sad. If God calls you righteous, don't call yourself a sinner. If God calls you accepted in the beloved, don't walk, don't walk around with a spirit of rejection. Call yourself the way that God has called you. Accept it. Whether or not you feel it, agree with it. Whether or not you can understand it, agree with God, accept what he said, and call yourself the way and the thing that God has called you. Call it before you see it. This is the power of faith-filled words. Believing, my friends, and receiving requires calling. I call my lungs clear. I call my kidneys whole. I call my house paid for. I call this church paid in full years and years ahead of time. Amen. I call my knees strong. I call myself having the mind of Christ. I'm not confused. I've got a sound mind. Woo! Glory to God. Call it. Call it. Call it. Call it. Call it well. Call your kids blessed. Call your children serving God. Call this nation blessed. Call revival. Call awakening into our country. This is not a time for us to moan and to groan and to pine and to complain. This is a time for us to rejoice. Why? Because we've got the king's word. And where the word of the king is, there are power, there is power. And we're one of the king's kids. We have dominion and authority through faith-filled words. Amen. Are you getting it? Number two. The second thing he did is he considered not his body or her body. 
but he considered what God had said. I'm going to say that again. Number two, he considered not his body or her body, but considered what God had said. This thought came to me as I was preparing this message, and that is this. To walk by faith means we must look at the right things. We must consider the right things. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, he says, Don't look at the things which are seen. You'll be discouraged if you look at the things which are seen. But look at the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are seen today are subject to change tomorrow. But those things which are not seen are eternal. And the Lord gave me this thought. The way that we look at the unseen realm is through the lens of God's word. And then this thought came. His eternal life-giving words will change the things that are temporal, will change the things that are subject to change. So just keep looking at his words. What this is saying is consider Jesus. Look away from everything that would distract you. But look unto the apostle and the high priest of your profession, Christ Jesus. Consider him. Abram had to do that. He had to look at and he had to consider what the word said. Again in Romans 4.19, not to belabor the point, but it says, He be not weak in faith, considered not. Considered not his own body when he's about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Considered not. Instead, he considered the word that he had heard and the word that he had received. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but stayed strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. Everyone say fully persuaded. Did you know that fully persuaded is much different than being partially persuaded? And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. He was fully persuaded because he fully considered what God had said. When we're partially persuaded, what that opens up the door to is wavering. If I'm partially persuaded about a promise given to me, that means I could be one day on it and the next day off of it. I could be back and forth. Sounds scriptural like wavering. But you and I also have his words. We have his words like Abraham had his words. And so then what we must do is consider his word over our feelings Consider his word over bad reports. Consider his word over our pain. Consider his word over the economy. To consider his word is to consider what Jesus has said to us. Glory to God. Now I know, because I've been through some things, just like you've been through some things. You may be going through some things right now. The hand of the Lord is upon you for good. The healing power of God is hovering over you today. I know what it's like to hurt in my body. I know what it's like to get a bad report from the doctor. But I also know what it's like to consider Jesus 
and to get a breakthrough to God be the glory. I know what the report said. I know how your body may feel. Somebody says, well, pastor, I can feel the pain. But, oh, friend, we've got to consider Jesus. I've got to look to him. I can't look at my body. I can't look at television all day. I can't consider this or consider that. I must consider him. I've got to look to him, my healer, my restorer, my redeemer. Consider him. I will say of the Lord, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are my healer. I will say of the Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh, my abundant provider. I will say of the Lord, you are Jehovah Shalom. You are the one who gives me a peace that passeth all understanding. It is important what we say. Amen. The Lord showed me this, that there is a great connection between considering and confession. In other words, there's a correlation of what we consider and what we say. If you spend time considering the circumstances, considering the pain, sooner or later, you're going to open your mouth and say what you don't need to say. One of the synonyms, I looked up the word consider. I thought it was interesting. One of the synonyms for consider is to look on or upon to view, but it also means to call. It also means to call. If I'm considering Jesus and what he said, I'm calling myself what he said. I'm viewing myself the way he views me. I'm looking on myself the way he looks on me. And we know that the word call also carries with it this meaning to meditate, to meditate. See, Abraham called himself what God called him. Abraham didn't consider his body or Sarah's body. Abraham was obedient. So get hold of this correlation between considering and confession. And you will come to a place of possession. There's a lot of scriptures as we close here in just a couple of moments before we receive communion. There's a lot of scriptures talking about the heart and the mouth connection and the value of speaking forth words. For example, Proverbs 10 and 11 says, The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, not death. The NLT says, The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. Isn't that beautiful? Proverbs 12, 4 says, A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. God's got good things. Let's agree with them, accept them, and speak them. Proverbs 12, 18 says, The tongue of the wise is health. The Amplified says, The tongue of the wise it brings healing. Amen. Another translation says, The tongue of the wise makes one well again. And still another, The tongue of the wise heals. Proverbs 13 and verse 3 states, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. 
The NIV says this, He who guards his lips guards his life, preserves his life, protects his own life. Oh, the value of faith-filled words. Proverbs 15.4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. The Amplified says, A gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life. Glory to God. Proverbs 16.24 says this, Pleasant words are as, a, are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul, but what else? Health to the bones. Can you speak to your bones? Can you call your bones strong? Say the doctor says they're brittle. Let's accept what God said. That his words are health to my bones. The Amplified says pleasant, pleasant words are as a honeycomb. Sweet to the mind. I like that. And healing to the whole body. Praise God. Still another translation says, Pleasant words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and new life to the bones. Amen. I'm going to quote a very, very wise man in his 80s now, who's been preaching the word of faith for over probably 60 years now. He said this, No one has a choice of whether or not they will live by words, but we do have a choice what words and whose words we are going to live by. The more that you and I consider Jesus and confess his word, the stronger our spirit will get. It's so true. The strong spirit of a man will sustain us in a difficult time. So what do you say we stand up on the inside? I know you're not present here today physically, but I can sense that you are present spiritually, that you are connected with what is being said today. So let us all stand up on the inside as Pastor Brenda comes and let us say these words together. Let's declare, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I am strong. I am strong in your mighty power. I'm strong in the Lord. I call my body strong. I call my bones strong. I call my kidneys strong. I call every organ in my body strong. I call my heart strong. I call my digestive system strong. I call my immune system strong. I call my blood, my joints strong. Oh, hallelujah. We are strong in you and in the power of your might. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I will Thank say of the Lord, Lord hallelujah. you are my healer. Yes, Amen. indeed. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, I know that you are feeling that quickening power of God where you're at right now. And I just wanted to share one little quick thing. You talked a lot about Abraham and yeah. Sarah. Thank God that was so rich. But what came to me was this. When 
something was happening in that tent. Yeah. There was <laughs> yep. supernatural quickening that affected their bodies. There yeah. was e even laughter and rejoicing sure. in that tent. But what came to me is this. The Bible calls our physical bodies tabernacles, yeah. tents. Hallelujah. So we are the dwelling place. Our physical body oh, good. is a dwelling place yes. of the Spirit of God. Amen. God quickened their bodies in that tent. And He is quickening many bodies yeah. right now. The tent, the tabernacle of the Holy Ghost is being quickened mm, you, by that same Spirit that quickened them and gave mm. them their promise. Yeah. It came into manifestation. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, I yes. just heard that in my heart as you were preaching that mm. something is happening right now yeah. in the tents, in the tabernacles, <laughs> in the physical bodies. Oh, Glory yeah. be to God. Woo. Romans eight eleven. But if that same Spirit that yes. raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, he that raised Jesus from the dead, what's he going to do? Quickens. He's quickening yeah. our mortal bodies. Yes, yes, so yes. I just sense that yeah. we just need to come into agreement. You've already yeah. heard the word. You've confessed the word. And now we want to release our faith yes. with people. Praise God. That, that quickening power and healing you power. You mentioned that we're temples of the yeah, Holy Ghost. Yeah. We're the house of God. Yes, we are. And the great physician, Jehovah Rapha. Yes is still making house calls. <laughs> That's Amen. right, to your tent. <laughs> so he's visiting your house today, Woo, right amen. in your natural dwelling place. Yes. He's coming you, into Lord. your body. Yes, amen. Into your house, into your being. Yes, we speak And quickening. It. So, sweetheart, just lead out in prayer. Yes, Lord. And we'll hook with you on that. Oh, Father, we thank oh, you for your encouraging word today. And we oh, thank you even that the Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts right now. And the anointing is falling upon physical bodies from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. We agree with you. The quickening power is coming up on you. Seta, driving out sickness Thank and you, disease, Lord. driving out Glory weakness. Weakness, you got to oh, go in the name God. of right. Jesus. Jesus. That same name. spirit that raised yes. Jesus from the dead mm. is quickening every fiber of your being. It's even debrosikata, quickening. Even I just sense it's like mental fatigue. Yeah. Oh, you've just had so many decisions and all these thoughts that have been barding your mind and it's made you fatigued in the area of your soul, in your mind, and yeah. your emotions. But right now, that same spirit ha -ha, that quickens Thank your mortal you, body is quickening that area yes. as well. Receive it in Jesus' name. Ooh, glory we to thank God. you for it. Hallelujah. 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 Something good's happening out there. Something good. Amen. Yes. Because there's somebody on the inside and he's working. He is yes, working. Yes, thank you, He's Lord. working in your internal thank organs. Thank you, Jesus. But he's also working on the thank outside. You, glory yes, to God. Yes, yes, Jesus Christ yes, in you. Broseta. The hope of glory. Yes. You know what encourages me about Abraham and Sarah? Yeah. You know, at first, they kind of both laughed. Yeah. You know, they thought, oh, that's funny. Who, me, who, I? <laughs> A laugh of unbelief. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> and uh, exactly. But God worked with them. Yeah. And in spite of that, yeah. you know, that gives me hope. Because sometimes, you know, 
we, we stagger at the promise of God <laughs> through true. unbelief. That's if true. we're honest about it. That's true. But it gives me encouragement to know that, you know, he who has begun a good work in us, yeah. he will complete it. He will. He will perform it. Amen. And the, the longevity of that disease has nothing to mm -hmm. do with your breakthrough. Amen. God is the healer yes, he of is. chronic diseases. Oh, Praise yes. God. Amen. Amen. Something's happened something, over the process yes, of time. Something happened in Sarah's body. Hallelujah. <laughs> because if you look at Genesis chapter 18, yeah. you'll see when she was in her 90s, yeah. that one of the kings wanted her in his concubine. She was hot. <laughs> well, well, she must have been. And, and you know that he had the pick of anyone yeah. that he wanted. But Harry wanted Sarah in her 90s. Yeah. Something happened to yeah. her Age internally. Reversal. Quickened her. Amen. Yes, amen. And I believe the same thing is happening in your life and Thank in my you, life. Lord. Hallelujah. He's renewing. He's restoring. Yes. He's reviving. Woo, yes. And amen. he's bringing restoration Thank into you, your Jesus. spirit. Rejuvenation into your soul. Yes. Hallelujah. And quickening Thank you, Lord. into your body. Thank you, Jesus. In the name now in Jesus of name. the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.